0: Hey, everybody. This is the BSN Avalanche podcast presented by Total Beverage. Before we jump into the show, I want to tell you guys about this really awesome deal for BSN listeners. If you didn't know by now, Total Beverage is delivering beer, wine, and liquor to anywhere in the North Metro area from Wheat Ridge down to Erie. For a limited time, Total Beverage is offering $10 off your $50 or more purchase on their website and on their app. Use the promo code BSN10 to save $10 off your $50 or more purchase for all of your parties and events and have it delivered straight to your door. Now let's jump into the show.
1: This is the BSN Avalanche Podcast, powered by the BSN Denver Podcast Network.
2: Going to work, crisscrossing with Jost. Right in, turned out by Jari. That was a one-on-two. And Jost.
1: The best avalanche coverage in Denver.
0: Hello and welcome in. This is the BSN Avalanche podcast presented by Total Beverage. I am Jesse Montano. And unlike yesterday, I do have another voice uh, with me to break up the monotony of me. AJ Hayfley back in town, got everything taken care of that he needed to. You knew he wasn't going to leave you guys high and dry. AJ, uh... How's it going, man? You tired yet? Uh, yeah, I
1: mean i <laughs> I literally I walked out of Pepsi Center uh, last night at two fifteen in the morning, and they'd shut all the elevators down, so I had to go all the way down the stairs. Oh man, yeah. Uh, this so, box sits
0: on the very, very, very tip top of Pepsi Center. For those of you that don't know,
1: <laughs> yeah, and uh, there was only like a, a small handful of the cleaning crew remaining. Uh, and they were all looking at me like, why well, is she still here? Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, and then I got, obviously I got home and um, very, uh, very tired. Uh, yeah. But slept in a little bit today uh, and then went and saw a midday movie to kind of get away from everything.
0: What'd you see? So,
1: uh, Avengers Endgame.
0: Well, you and I will talk about it off air. What'd you think?
1: Um, It was fine.
0: Yeah. All right. Yeah. You and I will have a spoiler free. Well. It doesn't matter. Spoilers for us. We'll talk about it later. Here is what we are here to talk about today. Colorado Avalanche come uh, not from behind, but in a back and forth game, the Avs come out on top four to three in overtime over the San Jose Sharks last night in game six to force a game seven. Uh, Yeah. AJ, you and I mentioned it right before we turned the mics on, what a game. What a performance from both teams. Uh, and and we're heading to game seven, man. What uh, what do you think of last night? Uh,
1: I, I thought it was probably the best played game of the series from both teams. Mm-hmm. Um, the first five games, I felt like one team was clearly the better team throughout. Mm-hmm. Uh, and last night, I felt like uh, each team had their stretches. Um they took they took turns um, kind of punchy counter punch with each other. Mm-hmm. Uh, I thought that the the stylistic contrast was uh, a lot lesser last night, and that both teams just said we're gonna open this up and we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna play in interesting hockey and we're going to uh we're we're just gonna see what happens. we're gonna we're gonna let the chips fall where they may and about Colorado played a fantastic defensive game. Mm-hmm. Overall, um, you know, a couple of breakdowns individually, um, you know, as as is going to happen. But, you know, San Jose is one of the better shot generating teams in the NHL. And for them to give up 13 shots on goal through two periods was really, really impressive. And then, I mean, they only gave up nine shots um, through the third period and a couple of minutes of overtime, too. So it wasn't like all of a sudden, you know, San Jose got hot or anything. Right. Uh, to give up 22 shots on goal in, in an overtime game to a team as talented as the Sharks. I thought the Avalanche locked it down defensively and played their best defensive game of the series by far.
0: Yeah, no, I, I, I have to agree with you. I I thought last night the Avs looked more solid um, from start to finish than they had at any other point in the series. And, AJ, I, I mentioned it on – I did a quick little pregame show uh, yesterday. Yesterday. Uh, before the game, and, and I said, look, I think this is going to be a real test to just how far has this team come, just how much has this team really grown up from last year. Yet your back's against the wall, you're facing elimination uh, against a team that is seated much higher than you, that's been there, that's mm-hmm. done that, has the experience, and the abs came out and and absolutely took care of business. Uh, what does it say about this team, this young team, uh, that that's got a pairing of of two 20 year olds their top line the oldest guy is 26 uh what does it say about this team that they were able to push back with their backs against the wall
1: i mean it's it's the resiliency right mm-hmm. i mean it's uh it's it's so impressive that you know this is a team that that does take hits and will get down yeah, but their ability to bounce back and their ability to fight back has been so impressive. Um, it would have been easy for them to come home and feel sorry for themselves and say, Hey, this has been a good run. we've We've had a good season, you know, blah, 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 blah blah. Mm-hmm. They didn't do any of that. They just they just did their thing, man. yeah, i I couldn't have been more impressed with the effort last night and the character of this team. Uh, I'll never understand the 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 detractors uh who criticize the this group's character mm-hmm. i i just I just feel like they continue to be resilient. they continue to bounce back. They're just <laughs> it's just impressive. It's impressive that a team this young has that kind of that kind of self confidence and that kind of belief in themselves. Yeah. To to just do the thing. Keep doing it. Yeah. You know, like it's it's it winning games in the NHL is hard. Getting to the is not particularly easy. Um, winning games once you get there, winning a round, it's really difficult to do. And to get to game seven against this group, against this kind of style. Man, I am. I don't want to say proud because it's <laughs> not the right word, but um, I've been very blessed to be around this team all season, and and to get to cover them, and to get to to get to see this up close, to go into the locker room and to talk to them, and they're not done, man. That's I just I don't think they're done.
0: Yeah. um, I mean, I want to talk uh, definitely about JT Comfort and I want to talk about Kale McCarr, Gabe Landeskog. Before we jump out of this segment though, I want to talk uh, about Jared Bednar again because a lot of what we were just talking about with the resiliency uh, and and their ability to stay calm in these situations despite being so young. Well, that's something you and I have talked about uh, for, for the last couple of years that Jared Bednar and the way that he handles himself, and a lot of people have a problem with it, and a lot of people think that he doesn't get animated enough. Um, but his calm demeanor, you think, is is what leads to a lot of this, and and the way that he carries himself, and the way that he gets the players prepared. You know, you listened to Kale McCarr talk last night. And they were saying, Oh, you know, what you know, what what was said in the locker room? How'd you guys hype yourself up? And he said nothing. It was business as usual. It was just keep doing your thing, and we felt like we were gonna win. We just kept doing our thing and we did. How much of that starts with Jared Bednar? Well, that's the question, right? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, well, all right, let me let me ask
1: it a different way that's always the question though where does where does coaching and playing begin but not you not know even... the attitude and 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 the and the belief and the accountability you know the leadership does it start with landis does it start with bedner it's and the answer is both you know it's it's both of those guys are on the same page and that makes it a consistent message throughout the locker room and it makes it easy for the guys to buy in because it's one message it's one it's one band one sound mm-hmm. right you don't there's no individuals everybody plays the role that they that they they are assigned to everybody has their job and nobody is nobody is above nobody is below uh what they do everybody just is on the right level is on that level and it's just belief it's belief that not only are you gonna get the job done, but that the the guys on your line are gonna get the job done, and that the other guys are gonna get the job done, that they're gonna sell out at absolutely one hundred percent as much as you are in order to get it all taken care of, in order to in order to get the goals, in order to get the stops, in order to kill the penalties, in order to 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 draw the penalties, to conjure up the magic needed in order to find sixteen postseason victories before anybody else. Mm-hmm. That's it. It's belief. It's it's belief, and it starts with all of them. It starts with all of them being on the same page together. That's the hard part. It's hard to get a coach that, one, knows what he's doing, <laughs> and two, has has the ability to connect with his players and get them to buy in. Jared Bender talks about the buy-in from his team all the time in Pressers. He talks about it constantly, and it's a huge element of success. Everybody has to believe Everybody has to be on the same page. If you're going to do something special, you don't just talent your way through the NHL postseason. It doesn't work that way. It's never worked that way. It's why we regularly see the president's trophy winners not have success in the playoffs. You can't just talent your way through. You have to have a special group, both on the ice and off the ice and, and emotionally, mentally, physically, everything you have to have the right chemistry.
0: I agree, and I think uh, I think everyone right now is, uh, like you said, I think everyone's on the same page, and that's why they're finding success. Let's take our first break here. Four players in particular that I want to single out from last night's game. We're going to talk about all of them here on the other side. BSN Avalanche podcast presented by Total Beverage. We will be right back.
3: Piper Electric has been a part of the Denver community for over 35 years.
0: Segment number two here, BSN Avalanche podcast presented by Total Beverage. Jesse Montano, AJ Haefeli talking, Avs, Sharks, game six. Avs come out on top four to three in overtime, sending the Pepsi Center into a frenzy. It was absolutely jumping uh, in Denver last night. But we are heading back to San Jose for game seven tomorrow night at now... 7 p.m. Mountain Time. It wasn't that great on the last game of the series. Uh, we get a we get a Mountain Time start. Uh, AJ, four technically five guys I want to talk about uh, uh, from from last night. Start with the uh, the man himself who scored the game winner, Gabe Landeskog. Four games without a point in this series. He's been good he's been generating chances but just hasn't found the back of the net how good did you uh did you feel for Landy that he was able to get that one to go so great
1: for him um yeah. you know it's he's obviously fighting through something he's obviously still struggling um but for him to get that you know and especially because uh I keep t- I've talked about it all playoffs he hadn't he hadn't scored a goal where he shot the he had to shoot the puck it's right. only been deflections. Um, but he's, he, I mean, and, and, you know, that goal last night, he mostly just slapped at it. Yeah. You know, it wasn't so much, uh, that he like sniped it or anything. He just kind of slapped at the puck and it, it got underneath Jones's, uh, blocker and found its way in. Uh, and I mean, great play all around.
0: Yeah, which which brings me to the uh the guy I wanted and and we've talked about him so much that we won't stick stick on this topic long. Uh Kale McCarr picks up his sixth point of the postseason. And the reason I want to talk about him here, uh at the end of game five, Kale McCarr, they started double shifting him. It seems like they, they dipped his toe in the water and now they're <laughs> throwing him in uh <laughs> I, I guess you could say this is throwing him into the deep. And if it wasn't already, uh, I mean, did, but, did, did he throw
1: himself in just because based on the success that he had, like they were like, okay, we'll let you dip your toe in the water. And he goes, no, nah, I'm just going to jump. Right. It's
0: yeah. It's been wildly impressive. Mm-hmm. And, and, and last night you're in overtime of a game six must win. And who's on the ice but you're two 20 year olds and who keeps the puck in, keeps the play alive, gets a puck on net. Gabe Landiscock eventually bangs it home. It's Kale McCarr. Again, I know we've talked about him a lot and we're running out of adjectives to describe him, but AJ, just what can you say? Six points. Now he, uh, he has already blown past the abs, rookie defenseman, uh, single season, uh, point, uh, post single postseason points record. Um, and, I mean, he doesn't look like he's stopping anytime soon. Uh,
1: yeah, I mean, he's he's been really impressive, you know, and he, uh, with the win last night, uh, he gets to play in his 10th playoff game, so he earned another $100,000 in salary last night. So that was, you know, oh. a, little, a little bonus for him.
0: Yeah. that. that... Uh,
1: but, but realistically, um, the guy the guy's been fantastic. You know, we had somebody commented uh, on the grades last night and said, "Hey, um, you know I, I I noticed that his grade breakdown he all he gets all B's and A's. Is he? I wonder if he's actually worthy of that, or if we've just decided he is actually that good. Um, he's that good. He is. He's absolutely that good. His his shot metrics are good." even when the rest of the team's necessarily uh, aren't aren't necessarily that great um, he's is. he's been i mean he's been super legit yeah
0: no he he's been he's been great and it's just again and I know we've talked about him so much but it just continues to be so impressive night after night that he just keeps doing it and at 20 year old 20 years old can't say enough good things about him. Uh, another guy that that real quickly before I get into the, the two guys that I'm really wanting to to hear your thoughts on, I want to talk to you very quickly about Nikita Zadorov. Not necessarily just last night, but throughout these playoffs, what has Nikita Zadorov done for the Abs and himself in in some contract talks potentially with with yep. how good he's been in this postseason? Uh, he's. I, in my
1: opinion, he's made himself a little bit more money. Uh-huh. Uh, the offense is obviously still gonna be an issue, right? Yep. Um, you'd like to see him find a way to produce more, but the way that he's he's activating offensively is very. It's 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 very encouraging. It's not leading to a lot of goals. It's not you know. It's not. It's not landing, but he's firing away. He's not hesitant to do it. And right now, um, when you have the abs top six D. Uh, and no, and and I'm excluding Nemeth on this one. Um, they're they top six. All, all six of those guys are willing and and capable of shooting the puck and and creating some some level of offense. You know, we saw Ian Cole did it a bunch last night too. Mm-hmm. He was all over the place offensively, firing pucks at the net and and jumping into the play and trying to get things done right. But Zadorov, he's doing a lot of that, but he's taking better care of his own zone now. I say that, and obviously people were upset that he had the goal bank off of him. Um, but on. I mean, I know, right? <laughs> That's my. I was like, come on, guys, like, let's be realistic here. That's just a bad break. Yeah. Um, if you watch that in real speed, uh, I had somebody somebody message me and be like, why doesn't he just pick his foot up off the ice? And it's like. He has maybe half a second to react to that. Oh, I'd be shocked if it was even that long. Because if you look at how how close they actually are on the ice, they are uh, Vlasic and Zodorov, They're maybe seven feet apart.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And, you know, Vlasic, I mean, it's not like Vlasic, like full up wine, you know, like wound up and bombed it on net or anything. He got all of it. But full speed and that dude and and that's just bad luck. Yeah. But for the most part, I really liked his defense and he made a he made a key play on the game-winning goal as well, tying up a stick. Yeah. So, you know, the guy it's it's a lot of little things and obviously the the hitting has been great. Uh, Vander Kane is super over this series. Yeah. You know, he's if he never sees Nikita Zadorov again, he'll be totally totally happy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um he's been he's been You know, physical. He's been active on offense. I think this is my favorite version of Nikita Zadorov. There are still problems. There are still mistakes. The icing at the end of the second period was totally unnecessary. But to blame the goal on that is insane. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: Like, Timo Meyer rolled into the zone one versus four, and the Avs couldn't make a play on the puck. Right. That's, I mean, that's. Yeah, no. That, like, you can't blame the guy for the icing when you fail to execute immediately after. Totally. You know, like there were other things that happened. Was it a needless icing? Was it silly? Yes. And it happened. I turned uh, I turned to Evan Rawls, so I was sitting next to him in the press box, and I said, why does he do the things that he does? Nah. You know, because it was such an avoidable situation, but he did it, and, you know, it is what it is, whatever, um, I just think overall that combination between Zadorov and Barry, I think we're seeing we're seeing a really we're seeing a really good version of those two, and this series has pushed both of them outside their comfort zones. I thought Barry played a really good uh, defensive game last night in a really poor offensive game, mm-hmm. but I like that he took care of his own zone. You know, I mean, obviously as a defenseman, you would like to see that, right? And with Barry, you kind of just take what you get when in the defensive zone. But when you get a good one, you appreciate it. I've I've really enjoyed that. I've really enjoyed, I've really enjoyed that pairing. And I think between that pairing and the combination of 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 uh, Gerard and McCarr, it's. I mean, this defense is it's for real right now. Yeah, no, that- you know, and I think Eric Johnson has stepped up. I think he's played better. Uh, I don't think he was, uh, I don't think, I had some people that were on me last night about how poorly he was playing. I didn't feel like he played poorly last night. I thought it was imperfect, but it was not, it was not a dominant performance and it wasn't an atrocious performance. I thought he was just solid throughout. I really like the defense as a whole. And I think Zadorov is a Zadorov's maturation and his play in this postseason has been a really big, uh, big, a big key to their success as a group.
0: Yeah, I agree. Uh, I I think he's been great. And that's, we haven't spent a lot of time talking about him. So that was why I wanted to bring him up. Uh, Two more guys I want to get to um, and and single out both from last night's game and just the playoffs in general. Before I do that, Strava Craft Coffee. I cannot wait to once again tell you guys about this game-changing coffee. Strava Craft Coffee is the CBD-enriched coffee that has really changed lives, and their reviews are incredible. So make sure you check them out. This CBD-infused coffee has taken away long-term migraines, back pain, arthritis, IBS. It has even helped decrease anxiety. CBD is all-natural and non-psychoactive. The coffee is rich and tasty, and we could not recommend it more to our listeners. Check it out for yourself today and receive 20% off when you use the promo code BSN2019 at checkout and get it shipped straight to your door. AJ, um, let's start here with JT Comfort. What a game from him last night. Uh, This is a kid that that we have said all year is an X factor. If he can elevate his play to to be top six, then the halves are in really good shape and – you could make the argument he was the best player on the ice last night.
1: Yeah. I mean absolutely you can. Uh he had positive shot metrics. He actually had the best shot metrics of anybody on the Avs. Um mm-hmm. he scored two goals and he had an assist and both and, and none of it was cheap. It was a it was a great outlet pass from Cole that got a little bit of a lucky bounce along the way. Um Comfer made the nice cross ice pass to Joe's, who finished, and it looked exactly like it should look cool. when you have an open two on one like
0: that. And then the poise that he showed on on his second goal, uh, the abs third goal oh, of the game, to pull it
1: back to the backhand instead of just banging away on his forehand like most guys would. Have. <sighs> I tell you what, that's that's a situation <laughs> that's a situation where if uh, it works, we're we're talking about his poise. Mm-hmm. Oh, great job! If it doesn't work, we're talking, why doesn't he just shoot the puck? Why are the abs always so cute? Yeah, right, right. Why well, can't you that's, do the simple exactly thing? That's how that situation goes. That is a damned if you do and damned if you don't.
0: No, I I, I I, like that that move. I like that that play when you've got the time and you're not being tied up. You know, he, he had gotten to the net a little uncontested. He knew he had the time. And that was what I think I liked so much about it, was it was just such a nice heads-up play. Uh, you know, the, the, he could have very easily just gone to the net with his stick down, tried to, like you said, try to just bang it in. He was aware of the fact that he didn't have anyone going to the net with him. And he had the, uh, the ability to be able to pull that puck uh, from forehand to backhand, give credit to Derek Broussard as well on a nice look, a guy who has not played very well in these playoffs. Got to give him some credit when he does make the nice play.
1: Yeah. Well, and he had a really good third period last night where all of a sudden he had all kinds of legs and all kinds of jump and he's out there and, He's like, like toe dragon fools. And you're like, what is going on here? That was the. It was so out of nowhere. And you're
0: like, okay, so Derek Broussard all of a sudden looks 25 again. Yeah, so that's the Derek Broussard that you were hoping to get a little bit of when you you traded for him. Um, AJ, let's end this segment talking about uh, a a kid that you and I absolutely love. uh, Tyson Jost. Uh, Yeah, but. Has finally. In the last two games, been rewarded with uh with some goals and points. But my goodness, in this in this entire postseason, I think for me, this has been the Tyson Jose I've been waiting for.
1: Oh, 100 percent Um, when he got, you know, he was playing on that fourth line, and we were we were watching him, you know. Oh, everybody, everybody felt like dude's playing pretty well. Yeah. He's gotta he's got a finish, but he's playing well. He's doing what he needs to do here. Uh, but then, uh, then he gets the, the promotion up to that second line. A couple of goals later, and you're talking about, hey, you know, if this, you know, obviously he's not going to score every night. But if he can just continue to be dangerous offensively, if he can just continue to do work and do work, then Colorado gets that much harder to beat. Yeah, it's another layer. Of you know, the, the Sharks have devoted Everything to stopping Nathan McKinnon. And they're saying, okay, we're not gonna let Nathan McKinnon beat us. We're gonna make we're gonna make GT Confer and Tyson Jost beat us. We're gonna make all these other dudes that we've never heard of be the reason that we go home. And that's the reason this series is going seven. Is because those guys have stepped up between the Matt Nieto's, uh, you know, the 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 Confer's and McCar and Jost outside of that top line they've gotten
0: guys who have who have found ways to produce who have who have contributed and how much of that AJ do you think is the sharks devoting so much time and so, actually you know what let's take let's take our last break here and we come back we'll 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 talk about that uh BSN avalanche podcast presented by total beverage we will be right back
2: cater to all needs a family-friendly atmosphere we have colorado beers on tap all the games on the tvs it will blow your mind with amazing barbecue
0: third and final segment bsn avalanche podcast presented by total beverage want to remind you guys about one of our newest sponsors the green solution green solution has 17 colorado locations and an express checkout to get you in and out as fast as possible Get on your phone right now and go to their website, mygreensolution.com. Order your flour, concentrates, edibles, and topicals online and head to your closest green solution for pickup. Use the promo code BSN20 for 20% off your entire purchase. Jesse Montano, AJ Hafley here, talking abs, sharks, heading into Game 7. AJ, you were saying at the end of last segment, Now, part of the reason this is going 2-7 is because the Avs' depth has stepped up. San Jose has diverted so much time and attention to shutting down that top line uh, that, that you've had to get contributions from other areas in your lineup. My question for you, AJ, is how much of that do you think is maybe taking a little bit of a toll and maybe working a little backwards on the Sharks? A lot of Sharks fans and a lot of people out there in general like to refer to the abs, oh, the abs are a one-man team. Oh, one-man show, shut down the one-man. Man, Brent Burns sure is carrying a lot of the water for the Sharks for uh, for a fan base that's criticizing the abs for only having one guy. Uh, how much of, of do you think the Sharks putting so much focus, so much attention on that top line has opened the door for some of these other kids to to get maybe a little bit favorable matchups and maybe get some guys that are a little tired because they spent you know a minute and a half chasing Nathan McKinnon around? Uh, well, I mean, it's it's certainly. Or do you not think that at all? And I just sounded like an idiot. For no, I mean off. you have to
1: you have to make your choices in a series. You have to take. You have to ex. You have to say. You know, this is what I'm comfortable with losing, or this is what I'm comfortable giving up. And if if I'm the Sharks, I'm doing the exact same thing. I am mm-hmm. hard matching Vlasic and Burns up against. Nathan McKinnon and Landis Coggan Ranson in because why not? Why wouldn't I, you know, like there's no mm-hmm. reason not to. So I think, I think that it's not, I, I I mean, it is, it's absolutely opened the door for other guys to step up and and to move in and, and, mm-hmm. and make a name and, you know, carve out a, begin to build a legacy and, uh, you know, make a little bit of money along the way because playoff performances get you paid. Mm-hmm. So yeah. you no, know, I, I, it's it's opened the door for those things, right? For those guys to walk through it. But it's a it's a reminder just how deep San Jose is, how good San Jose is,
0: that it's not that easy.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And it's just it's just been interesting to me again to to you know to watch this series unfold. And again, everyone talked, oh, okay, well, you know, the abs are gonna have to get their depth going, their depths gonna have to be involved. You can't just be a one-man show. And you do, you look at some of these, you know, these time on ice, and I mean they're Brent Burns and Eric Carlson, it seems like one or the other is always on the ice. Mm-hmm. And it's like, man, at, at what point do you have to stop criticizing the other team for having limited options when you're rolling out the same? three guys for all 59 minutes. You know what I mean? And it, and it's just been kind of funny. And now you've seen some of these guys further down the Avs lineup, uh, you know, step up and make contributions. You have to wonder how the sharks are going to adjust for that tomorrow, which is exactly how I want to end this show. We don't like to do a ton of predictions. So a little bit shorter segment here. Uh, AJ, what are you expecting tomorrow night, 7 PM mountain time game seven in San Jose?
1: I'm expecting the absolute best from San Jose. Uh, They have all the pressure on them in the world, and they also have, you know, kind of a history of folding. Yeah. So there's the possibility that the ads go out and just punch them in the face. I don't think that that happens. Uh, I think that San Jose is going to come out and they're going to put everything they can into getting a multi-goal lead in the first period. And the first 10 minutes specifically.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, yeah. I, I think if the abs can survive that, and we always talk about weathering the storm, right? And it's never more true <laughs> than in a game seven. Yeah. Where everything oh. matters. Where you want to get the game. If if you're not gonna stomp, and I don't know that the abs are going to stomp, um you're you want to get a game where it's it's as close as possible. Mm-hmm. Where, you know, anything anything is possible that, that one shift can change it for you. One shift can change it for them. You want it to be, you want to be the road team that hangs around and just doesn't go away. Because the deeper that they get into the game, the more the pressure mounts on San Jose.
0: And, and see, to me, we, we spent... The entire lead up to the series arguing, uh, do the young legs, do the faster legs? Does it matter? Does it not? And it's a game seven. It's a coin toss. To me, this is a game Mm -hmm. where, like you said, where every little thing matters. The abs have a little bit, not much. You're deep into the season. Everyone's tired. Everyone's hurt. Your legs are just a little bit fresher. The San Jose Sharks went 7 games last series. To your point, they're going to come at you with everything they've got early because the longer that this game stays close to your exact point for a lot of reasons, it, it doesn't necessarily favor the Avs or the or the road team necessarily, but if you can keep that crowd from from igniting the Sharks and you got to make them skate. You got to do what you did last night. Make them mm-hmm. skate, get pucks behind them, make them use their legs. They're playing in their second of of a possible two game sevens, make them feel it. And and it's gonna be really interesting because again, this is another test of how far have you come? How much have you really grown? How much do you how much do you still have to learn? Because you're about to play a team that is is gonna give everything they've got to avoid a couple of things. One, like you said, oh, the sharks choked again. You want to avoid that and you went all in tomorrow could be your last game with eric carlson uh, you, you know if, if you win tomorrow you maybe you've got four more games and then maybe you've, this is it for the sharks and i think there's a lot of reasons to expect like you said to them to come out with their best game the avs have to play with with pace and uh you got to match what you did last night you got to do what you did last night. I think if you're late in a game and you have that same circumstance, uh, you're going to be feeling pretty good. Any? Yeah, moves?
1: absolutely, man. I mean, you. If they, if honestly, if the abs could just repeat
0: last night tomorrow, I think they win. I agree. Um, let's go ahead and leave it there, AJ. Uh, we'll get out of here for today, and uh, whew, we'll pick it back up tomorrow. Yeah, watch party tomorrow. Watch party tomorrow um, at Blake Street, per usual.
1: Yeah, it's 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 an hour earlier this time. It's at <sighs> seven p.m. I don't even know what to do with myself at the
0: seven p.m. start. I know I can't. I'm so excited. I uh, I hope this is the first of at least a handful more seven o'clock starts for the ABS. Um, yeah, but only time will tell, right? So yeah. let's go ahead and get out of here. Um, make sure you get to bed early tonight. And that way, uh, Santa comes a little bit quicker, and you wake up uh, on the morning of Game Seven just a little bit faster. <laughs> uh, but let's let's get there. AJ uh, Adrian Dater out in uh, San Jose already, so he's just staying put. Make sure you stay locked to bsndenver.com. dot uh, Follow our, our our boots on the ground over there uh, in uh, in AD, and, and make sure you're staying up to date. You and I will be here holding down the fort and uh, hopefully hopefully, we'll see the Avs back and, and we'll be able to keep doing this. For Adrian Dater and AJ Hayfley, I am Jesse Montano. This is the BSN Avalanche Podcast presented by Total Beverage. Thank you guys so much for listening. Game seven tomorrow night.